0: All right, Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. We're going to pause on our series, Certain Future, for today, and I want to bring you a special message. It is with mothers in mind, but it's not just for moms. I mean, when you think about this, the title of the message is, For All Who Hurt and Are in Need, For All Who Hurt and Are in Need, and mom you are a gift to all of us. Um, your plight is a kingdom one. It, it, it really is. Motherhood really is where the rubber meets the road when it comes to uh, life and discipleship and teaching the next generation to, to walk with Christ. And it's wrought with laughter and good times and mountaintops, but it also has its fair share of tears and hurt. And my observation is that being a mom is just about the toughest job on the planet. And so I just want to say to, to all of you, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your presence. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a huge deal. And I'm very, very thankful. And while this ma- message sort of keeps you in mind, mom... It's, it's, it's for more than that. It's for all of us. It's for everyone who has ever been burdened and in need of rest. And, and I was just thinking about this this week, and I've talked to so many people over the course of this week. It seems like this week, for whatever reason, this week for people has been wrought with exhaustion. Uh, so much like uh, difficulty and decision making and tragedy in people's lives that, I, that that I know and you know it's it's weird because I maybe I hear more of that than 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 the average Joe and you may be on the mountaintop today and this whole COVID nineteen stay at home thing for you has been great and you're learning like key life lessons in this. Uh, that you you don't want to remember. Maybe you don't feel weary and exha- exhausted. So wherever you are, I am. You know, think of it this way. Maybe you're uh, on a scale of one to ten. You're like a you're like a, a one in 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 the in this burden category. Like it, it's 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 hardly anything at all. It's light for you. Or maybe you're a ten. You feel like you have the weight of the world on on your shoulders or whatever. And so wherever you are, one to ten take this to heart because if you don't need it today, you will need it uh, soon enough because we all go through times of hurt and need. I would also say this, that as we come to this passage of scripture, this is, this is Jesus' advice for people who are weary and in need. And so when we come to this, I think we have to recognize the fact that our emotional health uh, is, is directly connected to our spiritual health. Um, what we feel, it matters to God. Uh, and what we are experiencing emotionally, I find and I think it's proven that, that it, is, it is directly connected to your spiritual health. And so this is where we want to go this morning because according to Jesus, the Christian life is really all about spiritual rest um, he never, Jesus never promises us exclusion or exemptions from difficulty. He never, as Christians, he never promises sort of an exemption from suffering, disaster, disease, yet he does promise that he will give us rest. So let's, let's take a look at this in Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. Here's what the scripture says, come to me all you Now, there are several things that we learn. This is a, maybe if you grew up in church, this is kind of a familiar passage of scripture. Maybe for some of you, this is the first time that you've ever heard it. In either case, I imagine that there's some depth here in the words of Jesus that you need to connect with this morning, all of us who have ever uh, hurt or been burdened or been in need. So the first thing that we get here Understanding that Jesus is calling us to spiritual rest, the first thing we get here is that Jesus says this, come to me. Come to me, Jesus says. And so it, it's really a call to all who are weary and burdened. And that word come is so interesting to me. It is like, hey, come here come here, come, come, come. And Jesus says this word over and over again. This idea that he is calling people to himself is very clear from the calling of the first disciples when he says, come, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And John chapter 6, 37, Jesus said, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So it's this idea that God is at work, sovereign over everything. He woos us by his spirit. And when Jesus says, come, those who have ears to hear, come. He is saying to you like, come, my little child. You, you, you might might have had an instance in your life where you saw your, your two-year-old or your three-year-old sort of across the room and you, you bent over just a little bit and you said, come, come. And they came running to you and leapt into your arms and 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 you you gave him this giant hug. That is the kind of come that we are we are talking about. Jesus is saying to to you, all of you who are weary, who are hurting, who are burdened, who are in need, come to me. And 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 he clearly he categorizes who you who, who you and I are this way. One, weary. So this is just tired, emotionally exhausted. And there's a good chance many of you today have come to a place in your life after all these weeks of stay-at-home order where you are emotionally exhausted. Maybe you were emotionally exhausted even as you walked into COVID-19. You didn't know all of what... was in your future. You didn't know you would be homeschooling all of your kids and work, working from home and taking care of everything in a, in a small place and not going anywhere, and you didn't know the economy was going to do what it's been doing. You didn't know the stresses and pressures that were going to come. You didn't know what would happen in your family life, and you are just weary and tired, and Jesus says to all of you who are exhausted, come, 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 come to me. He, he also calls out the, the, the burdened, those who are heavy laden. Um, the burdened here, in context, is talking about people who are trying to get to God through a very burdensome interpretation of the Bible. So there are all these Pharisees, all these rabbis out there that have these interpretations of the Bible that say, you have to follow 613 commands. And not only the 613 commands, but you have to perform in a particular way in order to uh, accomplish obedience to all of those 613 commands. And that kind of living was very burdensome. This interpretation of the law that many religious leaders put on the people was very, very burdensome. And so in the context This relates to people trying to perform uh, in order to get to God or in order to please God in a way that was very burdensome. Uh, In the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verse uh, 4, speaking of of the religious leaders, Jesus said, they tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and they lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move their finger. So these religious leaders were like, Hey, here's what you need to do. I'm not going to I'm not going to do. I can't do that, but they were putting it all on the people, burdening them. And the people were trying to perform their way to God and and Jesus is saying, "Hey, if you're burdened like that, you're burdened and trying to get to God, you're burdened with the 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 all the what I should be doing and f- for God and all what I could be doing for God and you, you're not only weary, but you're just you're just burdened. It's just smashing you like you're carrying a heavy stone. Jesus is saying to you, "Hey, come, 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 come to me." And you may feel like that today—exhausted, weary, tired, burdened. <laughs> that may be you. And 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 you hear me saying, Jesus is saying to you, "Come, come, come." Well, how how do you come? And and what we learn from the scripture is about four things that we come honestly. he's saying to you, hey, if you're weary and heavy laden, come to me. You can come honestly. You can tell him, like, man, I I am exhausted. This is not fair. I can't tell you how many times in the last couple weeks I've said to to the Lord, like, Lord, I wouldn't do it this way. What are you doing? You can come to him with that kind of honesty. He's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Uh, we come to him honestly, but we also come to him daily. So this is a consistent need that we have. We need to spend time with Jesus daily. Uh, we come to him every day, multiple times a day. We come to him not because we're trying to perform, but because we're in need of rest. And our spiritual, our spiritual life is directly connected to our emotional life. And so we come to him uh, daily daily. How do we come to him daily? We, we come honestly and daily. We, we come to him by reading the Bible. We come to him in prayer. We come to him in spirit. We just open up. This is why we're doing our, our, our daily Bible reading that we put out as Bay Area Church every week. You can get that at Live because we want you to open and hear the words of God and find rest. We want his spirit to speak through you and we want you to find rest. And so Jesus is saying to all of us, we need to come. Him in these ways, if we're weary, if we're tired, if we're burdened, if it's too much, if you can't take it anymore, come. That's what he's saying. Now, here's the prompt. Verse 8 continues like this Come to me, all you who are who who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, what does that word rest mean? And literally, it means to cause to cease, to remain at rest, to stay stop. So, you know what? Your your physical life may have slowed down just a little bit. It could, it could have s- speeded up too, depending on who you are and what your responsibilities are. But, but maybe your, your your schedule slowed down a little bit during this COVID-19 maybe, and you got quiet, and you realize in the midst of that quiet that you don't know how to stop. You don't know how how to rest. Or maybe, just maybe you're more like you're so busy, you don't even know how to feel right now. Like maybe COVID-19 and the stay-at-home order for you ramped everything way up and you're just so busy, you're weary, you're burdened, but you're so busy, you, you don't even know how to feel right now. Um, Jesus is saying to you, "Come, both both of you, and I will give you rest. I will cause you to cease. I will re- I will I will help you remain at at rest." Now, from the beginning, Jesus built this into our lives. He, he gave us a need to sleep every day. He gave us a need to Sabbath every week, where one day was different. We focus on Him and we rest. But we haven't practiced those principles. We've You know, lots of us sleep way too little. Lots of us bypass Sabbath every week. We never slow down and stop. And we've discovered in this time of COVID-19 that we need rest, but we're just so busy we don't know how to feel. Or we've stopped and we cannot rest because we don't know how. Being alone with our thoughts is actually driving us crazy in the rest. And Jesus is saying to you, come to me and I will give you rest. You know, oftentimes we busy ourselves so we don't have to feel. We do that. We continue tasking. We continue moving. We, can, we continue going. And Jesus is saying, hey, instead of adding another task to your list, and st- instead of trying to stay busy, come to me, and I will give you rest. Now, it goes on. Verse 29 says this in chapter 11. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. See, Jesus doesn't say, like, if you come to me, life will stop. He doesn't say to me, no more troubles will happen to you. In fact, we're promised in the scripture, life will continue, that it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an uphill climb in, so, in some ways. There are great days and there were horrible days and they're all, all in between. But when we come to Jesus, through the troubles, through the suffering, through the death, through the disease, through all of it, when we come to him, we will find uh, rest. For our souls. In verse 29, he says this. He says, learn from me. Learn from me. And I would just like to say that, that we, he uses the word uh, or, or the intention of the word from on purpose. It's not learn about me. It's learn from me. We think, oftentimes we think if we learn about Jesus, we've got it. If we know who he was, where he was born, when he lived, kind of some of the things that he said, we got it. But this is not that. He's not saying, "Learn about me. You can learn about anybody. He's saying, "Learn from me." That's different. That means that Jesus wants you to come to him and find rest, and He is actually going to teach you through His word, by His spirit, when you stop and you come to him, He will disciple you. So First John, chapter five, sorry, First John chapter two, verses five to six says this, by this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Here's the thing. A lot of people know about Jesus, but not many people walk in the same way in which he walked. That walk language is really big. Uh, When we abide in Christ, when we come to him and we abide in him, he does disciple us. We spend time with Jesus and it will change us. When we spend time with him, we want to follow him. So we we understand what his words say and we want to obey these guidelines out of love for him. We want to walk in the way that he walked. He gave us his spirit as believers. When we confessed to him as Savior and Lord, he put his spirit inside of us. And that's to be our guide, to show us where to walk and how to walk and when to go and when to stay and all of those kinds of things. But we walk with him. When we walk with him, it's not just saying that we're walking physically along with him, but we're, we're, what we're talking about is living like he lives, And we learn that in the scripture. We're empowered to do that and equipped to do that uh, by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. But here's the the big caveat. It's not enough to learn about Jesus. Anybody can do that. You need to learn from Jesus. You need to spend time with him and learn from him. Uh, And in this, verse 29 tells us that you will learn from me. And you will find rest for your souls. Now, why, when we learn from Jesus, will we find rest for our souls? Well, it's because of how Jesus is. He, he's really uh, unique in ways. And he tells us that in verse 29 as well. He says, learn from me, for I am gentle gentle. And lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, he's contrasting himself to many other religious leaders, many other Pharisees, many other rabbis who put such a heavy burden on people in life. Now, Jesus is the one that took 613 commandments and narrowed them to two and said, you need to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do these you fulfilled all the law and the prophets you fulfilled all the commandments and so he's saying if you come to me look I'm gentle and lowly in heart I don't know about your experience with Jesus but but here's here's mine He knows me better than anybody And uh there are days that man I am walking with Jesus and he's saying and through his word, by his spirit, like do this, reach out to this person, go to that, do whatever. And I, man, I'm I'm following, I'm walking his ways. And there are other days that because I'm exhausted, because I'm weary, because I'm burdened, I have this tendency to want to just do it my way, to uh, not walk like he walks. And usually because... Well, always, because of of my relationship with him, he will remind me somewhere along the way as I'm choosing my own way. Hey, the the longer you walk your own path, you're going to find more and more exhaustion, more and more burden, because you cannot do this by yourself. And he will start saying to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. And I might even rebel against that, but every time I repent and sort of turn toward him and come to him, here's what I find of Jesus. He is he is gentle. People expect that 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 if they come to God, they're going to be crushed by a stone, a burden uh, that that they can never they could never uh, carry. But but Jesus tells us he's gentle and lowly in heart, like he gets it. He died on a cross to save you from your rebellion. He died on a cross to save you from your sin. And if you come to him, you will find rest for your souls because of how he is. It is the most freeing, soul-quenching, soul-rest sort of experience to show up with your burdens and lay them at Jesus' feet and find out he's gentle And he's lowly in heart, and he's going to give you rest. The prophet Jeremiah said this in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Now, here's the thing. The ancient paths that Jeremiah is talking about, they are not the easiest path Always, most of the time, the ancient paths are difficult. One of the funniest things that happens every every year when we take uh, people to israel is i 'm always looking for the ancient path, and so there is a, there is a new path that 's paved maybe it has sidewalks, maybe you could bus up to a parking lot, whatever. I'm gonna choose the ancient path because that's, that's part of our experience. I'm gonna look for the ancient path, the first century path, that goes from the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain with switchbacks, and it's difficult, and by the time you get done, your legs hurt and your body is tired, you're sweaty and sore, and you've been breathing hard and all those kinds of things. You need water, you need food because the ancient path is a difficult path. But ironically, Jesus says, stand, uh, Jeremiah says of the ancient paths, stand by the roads and look and ask, ask for the ancient paths, where the good way is, and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Jesus said this, I am the way. He is the ancient path. He is the good way. It's not easy. He describes it like this. There's a narrow road and a wide road. He says he's the narrow road. Most people walk the wide road, but he's the narrow road. There's a narrow gate and a wide gate. He's the narrow gate. His way is the ancient path. Not many choose it, but those who choose it, guess what they find? Rest for their souls. The ancient paths are difficult, but they're the best Way. They are the way of Jesus. And so we come to him, we find out he's gentle and lowly in heart. He's a good shepherd, and he leads us to that place of rest. Now, the end of Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, after it says, and find rest for your souls, it says, But they said, the people of God said, We will not walk in it. Like we see the wide path over there that's paved and easy. We're going to take that path. that looks much easier while Jesus is calling us this way. Well, the way to rest is through Jesus. The way to uh, laying down your burdens is through Jesus. The wide path is, is ultimately deceiving. It looks easy, but it's not. In fact, it comes with more burden, more difficulty. Here's the last thing Jesus says about this in verse 30. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So yoke, that word is mentioned twice In this passage, it is the rabbinic interpretation of the law. This is where he takes 613 commands and narrows it to two. So you might have another rabbi, a guy named Hillel or Akiva or Gamaliel. They all have these difficult yokes, these difficult interpretations of the law. And to follow them would be very difficult. You'd have to pass a very difficult test. And then they would make it difficult all along the way. Uh, Not difficult in the sense that the path is hard but burdensome in the sense that it's impossible to follow the law. But Jesus is saying, come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. 1 John chapter 5, 3 and 5. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one that believes Jesus is the Son of God. Mom, if you found yourself exhausted, weary, burdened, your your emotional health is directly connected to your spiritual health. And what Jesus is saying to you is, come, 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 come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. But more than mom, everybody, all of us, Every one of you who have found yourself in the last few weeks emotionally wrecked, emotionally exhausted, so burdened by the difficulty of the day, you feel like you're stuck in the mud and you, no matter how hard you work, you don't move one inch. All of you who feel that way, understand this, your emotional health is directly connected to your spiritual health. You need time with Jesus. You need to come to Jesus. This is for everyone who is hurting and in need. Now, what would be the proper response to this teaching? Well, if Jesus says, come, the proper response would be to come, to go to him. And maybe you're here, here sort of listening this morning, and you're watching this and you're thinking to yourself, you know, um, I know about Jesus, but I've never, I've never learned from him. And the reason is we, like, we got this set up, especially here in the United States of America, where we think that we can teach you, we can educate you into heaven. And the reality is we cannot educate you into heaven. You need to come to Jesus. You need to have a personal relationship with him. And it begins by confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And then in that moment, you're saved and that begins your walk with him. And all through life, you come to him honestly, daily, reading the Bible, prayer in the Spirit with other believers, and we walk together in the good days and the bad days. But maybe you just need to take that first step and say, Jesus, I want to come to you today for the first time. If that's you, you can simply pray right where you are and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Draw me near to you. I receive you. As the, as the crucified risen Lord who paid the price for my sin. I want to come to you. For, forgive me and fill me with your spirit. And that's, that's your first step. He, he will save you according to the scripture the moment you pray that prayer and you will begin a relationship with him. I'd say your second step, if you prayed that prayer this morning, your second step is to uh, go to live and click on the reading plan and start reading the Bible with us. His spirit will speak to us through his word some of you you know jesus you know about him you even you even have come to him for salvation but you're not coming to him honestly anymore you're not coming to him daily anymore and and you're emotionally exhausted you're weary and you're burdened i would just say come Come to him, open your Bible, get that reading plan, open your Bible, ask him to speak to you and he will minister to you by his spirit and come daily, come multiple times a day if you can, in little ways, in long ways, extended ways. You come to him and you will find rest for your souls. Look, if you've made a spiritual decision today, one that says, I want to come to Jesus, I want you to text The word response, R-E-S-P-O-N-S-E, text the word response to 94090, because we want to come alongside of you. We want to pray for you, and we want to help you begin walking with Christ even now, or to pick up your walk with Christ again. If it's been a long time and you just need to, to know, how do I take my next steps? Text the word response to 94090. I'd like to end this way this morning. I wanna pray for all the moms. I wanna pray over them. I want you to, in your homes, wherever you are, if there is a mom in your home and you can put a hand on her shoulder, I want you to pray with me for her. I want you to pray over mom. Maybe your mom is gone, like my mom is in heaven already. Maybe you need to just pray thanking God for your mom. the the time that you had with her, the things that you learned from her. Maybe today you need to pray forgiving your mom. Maybe you feel wounded by your mom and you just need to pray forgiving her today. However you need to pray, I ask that you would join me in this prayer now. Let's pray. So Father, you, um, by design, gave each one of us a mom. And none of our moms are perfect. They don't have to be because in you, you make all things new through the blood of of your son on the cross. None of our moms are perfect. In fact, God, for any of them right now that are feeling like they have to be perfect, I pray that you would just shower them with your grace that you would take that burden off of them, that they would come to you and they would find rest for their souls. God, we thank you for giving us mom, a mom to guide us, to care for us, to hold us up, to nurture us, to show what, show us what it means to walk with you. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters who who have lost mom. She's already passed away and they miss her today. God, would you bring them comfort and peace. God, I pray for all of my sisters who long to be a mom or longed to be a mom and just can't seem to be. God, I pray that you would meet them in their point of pain and difficulty And minister to them, God. Show them your goodness and kindness and grace this morning. Let them come to you and find rest for their souls. And for the ones, God, that need to forgive their moms, I pray that you would bring from within them, because of your your forgiveness of us on the cross, a desire to forgive, a heart to forgive. Let them forgive the hurt, the wounds. Lord, would you bless them all and keep them and make your face shine on them and be good to them and be their peace giver this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.